and welcome to UC Today. I'm Tom Wright and I'm delighted to be joined by Johan from Destiny. How's it going, Johan? Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, going great, thanks. Good, good. It's great to talk to you. Um, it's a really interesting topic we're discussing today. It's the importance of mobility uh, for service providers. But to start with, perhaps you could give us uh, a quick overview of your role at Destiny first. So um, I work as the Chief Product Officer for Destiny for Service Providers. So. Um, I am responsible together with my team um, to drive the product development for, for Destiny for Service Providers. Great, and I'm sure it's been a busy time for you, particularly over the last couple of years as the way we've worked has changed. Um, and obviously a big part of that is businesses looking to support hybrid and mobile working. So I wonder if you could talk through what you're seeing in the service provider world and what they need to consider to make sure their portfolios are available to cater for this needs. But the, I mean, the, the world has changed um, and I think we're, we're all aware of that. And, and one of the, the major changes that, that we've been seeing the last year, I would say, it's, it's, we've, we've seen it for a while, especially in the Nordics. In the Nordics, we've seen the mobility trend uh, for 20 years, but, but now we're seeing it in more and more in other parts of the world, in, in Europe and, and in North America, especially. Uh, we're seeing a change in in how how companies uh, look uh, at hybrid working and mobile working. Of course, accelerated by by the pandemic, but but we've seen an even more acceleration um, in the last year, I should say. And I, I think it stems from that that expectations are uh, increasing, both from from customers, customer expectations are increasing, um, but also employee expectations are are changing and increasing. So, in 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 the future now, I you know the, this this old traditional response of like, I'll get back to you when I'm back at my desk because I'm because I've stepped out for a while. That's not going to be acceptable anymore. Um, I, I think that the the demands are changing and they're they're changing rapidly. So. You will have to be able to, for example, communicate with your customers in a professional manner when you're on the go, when you're out traveling or you stepped out of the office. Um, and I think from, from the employee perspective, uh, the expectations are also changing. Um, people are expecting to, to be able to, to set up a life where there's good work-life balance, to be, to be able to be a bit flexible on the working hours, to, to um, be able to do their job properly when, when out traveling and um, in general, just being able to, to work more where, where they are, uh, to have that flexibility in life and companies need to, to adapt to that. So mobility is going to be increasingly important for service providers. Um, an important part when, when, when I think about mobility, when we think about mobility, is what we call native mobility. Having an app on your mobile is, is, is great and a good companion uh, to mobility, but you really need what we call a native mobile integration or native FSMC. It, it, it just needs to work in your phone. You, you need to be able to, to use your phone in the same way you've always used it. Uh, you know, going to the native dialer or using your, your traditional contact list in order to, to make and receive calls. Um, so the native part, creating a native mobile integration is going to be key uh, because I'm, I'm a firm believer in if, if it's not native, it's not used. Um, other important aspects, you know, when thinking about this is, is of course, the, the security and, and the reliability aspects. I mean, 
obviously uh, it's going to be crucial as and we we as we see the the world changing right we we get more and more cybersecurity threats cyber security attacks so so it needs to be secure um it needs to be well thought through and and cloud is, in, is secure but but as a service provider it's important to investigate and really understand uh, the cloud services you use so you really understand and can ensure that they are secure. Reliability um, is also going to be important. Might be, you know, maybe not the most exciting topic, but but it is important. If if your stuff doesn't work, you know, you can have all the features in the world. You can have the coolest, you know, AI AI driven technology uh, in in the world. But if it doesn't work, if you can't rely on it, it's not worth anything. So having the reliability is also going to be key. I think you know expanding on this the having a mobile first approach is going to be key but just being mobile is not is not going to cut it you 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 as a service provider you need to think about the relevance do i have the right things in place do i solve the right customer problems am i adding value today and do i have a plan maybe together with my partner on making sure that the stuff is future proof. Are we keeping an eye on today? Are we keeping an eye on tomorrow? This also goes into, I, I think, especially on the future proofing part of it and um, was a crucial component in, in creating uh, a great customer experience and solving the right problems is, um, lack for a better word, word uh, integratability. Like things need to work together. Things are going. I'm, we're seeing a convergence in the market. Um, there's tons of applications out there. They all need to work together, and that's why we have a, one of our key product principles at, at Destiny is that we play well with others, and we make sure our systems play well with others and, and build it in a, you know in an architecture that enables these type of integrations. Another important part is that you think about and you commercialize things in a good way. So if you found the, you know, the right customer problems to solve in, in a good way, you, you also need to think about how you commercialize it. So we, we, we tend to think about this in, um, I'd say, two dimensions. So one is modularity. Um, everyone's not going to, to want the same type of, of um functionality or products. Uh, some products are going to be more important for certain co customers, less important for others. So the way we build our product platform and what we also recommend the service providers to, to, to think around is to create a modular portfolio. So you can have customers starting in one place and, and then you know, grow with the company, with the service provider over time, add more functionality, adapt functionality. And it's also important that you do it in a mass customizable way. So you scale, so you can bring the volumes that, that, that you want. It's also, uh, the, the other part of it is, is, is the bundling perspective of this. It's important that, that, you, that you have an ecosystem and uh, also BSS stack and a self-service um, stack that that enables you to uh, bundle 
so you can make relevant bundlings. Um, you know, we're seeing these trends in several different areas in the world of you know, hyper-personalization or, or at least personalization. Um, in order to increase your chances of commercial success, you need to be able to bundle things in, in a way that feels relevant for, for, the, for the customers out there. Um, another important part of bundling and, and, and a modular ecosystem is that you, you, from the beginning, think about upsell paths. So if you start a customer on, for example, you know, an analytic solution, that, that you have a, a path on how you, you know, would be able to add in integrations on top of that and how that should work together. And maybe you then add, you know, UCAS as, as, as a third step into that. So, so you think through like what type of, of commercial customer journeys do we want to be able to, to offer to, to the end market? The, the, the last thing um, that I think is important to think about is uh, brand. Um, differentiation is getting harder and harder in general in the world, in, in, in all the industries and, and segments. It's easier and easier for, for competitors to, to catch up on, on technology, differentiating on prices, um, doable, but hard. Um, so what, what we're seeing is that more and more, um, companies levitate to, to the, uh, the holistic customer experience as, as their differentiation. And, and that includes, um, service providers, um, they need to be able to, to compete on a, on a holistic customer experience. And I think the brand part of it, and, and a lot of service providers have done a great job over the years and have a really strong brand. So leveraging that and connecting a great holistic customer experience closer to your brand and including it in your brand promise is going to be important. So in order to differentiate uh, over time, it is important to, to, to uh, keep building uh, your brand. So I think there really is a lot for service providers to think about here. There's obviously the change in demands of their customers, their potential customers, uh, the evolving technology, but also how they actually commercialize this technology. So it'd be great if you could talk through what you're doing at Destiny to help service providers deal with quite a lot of the opportunity, but also the challenges you've just described. So the, the way we, we've tried to, to build it is, is to build a, a portfolio or a product ecosystem. Um, we've built it uh, in five different areas. So we have a business communication area, um, more or less traditional UCOS. Um, we have a an, an business analytics product area. We have a business integration product area, a customer engagement area, and a digital enablement area. So what we've what we've built is a is a modular ecosystem where you can select your starting point as a service provider. So some customers you might want to, to have a UCOS first approach with. You want to start with, with, with acquiring customers based on a UCOS proposition. Other customers might be uh, um, you know, more interested in a different starting point, say Teams integration. 
Um, we, we have, for example, our, our product call to Teams that, that integrates uh, the, the Teams world with, with the kind of PBX world or the UCOS world. That could perhaps be a great starting place and then provide an upsell journey by adding analytics and, and then selling the service providers, uh, you know, branded UCOS service as the third step. Um, in order to, to tie this all together, um, what we call digital enablement, our fifth area, uh, is, we believe, key uh, in order to make, um, make these journeys happen, but also to fulfill the, the customer needs out there. So we work, um, we, we, we try to more or less build, I'd say, three main interfaces or, or um, one is the, the end user interface. Uh, we call our core product Connect Me, but fully brandable and, and, and white label so forth. So, so the, the end customer wouldn't, wouldn't see Connect Me, they would see you know, a fully branded uh, service provider UI that is, is modern, easy to use, where we enable all of this different functionality in the ecosystem. So the user only needs one app or one, one web page, one interface. And depending on their needs, that interface changes and, you know, add, we add and remove functionality depending on. So if you have a business communication UCOS uh, solution, you, you'd see all the relevant UCOS related stuff. And if you then upsold the customer to also include uh, communication analytics, well, that, then we'd enable that functionality in that UI too. So having one UI for the users the end users really simplifies for the end user. They only need to think about, you know, logging into one place, having one app. Um, the, 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 the second interface is, is uh, what, what we call our SMP, our, self, uh, our service management portal, which is a, you know, more or less a self-service portal with different user personas. So, you know, it's relevant for the service providers, it's relevant for their, their channel partners, and it's also relevant for the uh, IT admins at, at the end customers, where, where you can you know, configure and set up your, your system, add, remove users, but also, and very importantly, uh, add new services. So we're building an upsell, a digital upsell um, system or a digital upsell paths for the service providers. Traditionally, um, at least that's, that's, that's what they, they tell us, uh, upselling has been a struggle for service providers. So they're really, really good at, at acquisition of, of new customers and keeping those customers, but creating an upsell path where you drive RPU expansion um, over the contract period is, is a challenge. Um, and we, we firmly believe that we can help the service providers with this by providing uh, digital tools to drive, you know, uh, digital first upselling. So we have a pretty broad portfolio. We have um, our, our business communications with, with, with our UCAS. We have our analytics stack where we, uh, you know, traditionally have been very strong on voice. Um, voice analytics, um, where we support a you know, variety of different platforms, and we add new platforms that we support uh, monthly to the to, to this platform. We're we're moving now towards um, digital also, or almost digital first. Um, 
voice communication is important and, and will continue to be important, but, but we are seeing a change. We, we are seeing uh, communication move over to more digital channels and, and we, we support them today and we, we plan to support that uh, over time. What we're also seeing is, is that we're moving from quantitative analytics, you know, how many calls did you have, how long was your waiting time, that sort of thing, to more qualitative analytics. Uh, what was the customer perception after after talking to to your customer service representatives? What what are they talking about, uh, and what can we learn from those conversations? On the business integration side, our our our, our biggest products within that area is is call to Teams, um, which is a very big product for us, a huge success. Um, we also have what we call Carrier Automate, our our platform where we help. A service provider get onboarded to Microsoft Operator Connect, and where we also um, support WebEx and Zoom integrations to efficiently manage the, these type of, of uh, integrations towards the platforms for the service providers. And of course, um, CRM integrations. Um, we, we have strong offerings with, with, within this, this area as well. Um, the fourth area is, is customer engagement. Um, Traditionally called CCOS, we think it's it's more. We we have a slightly different approach uh, to it. We we're not building a separate CCOS system that you add on top of your UCOS. We want to integrate it natively into the interfaces where the users work every day. Uh, some people call it informal contact center. We have the approach that we want to make it simple. There shouldn't be a need for a an onboarding project or an integration project, uh, it should just work. Um, should work with your voice channels, it should work with your digital channels um, and help the agents or the people, you know, taking these requests uh, should help them to work in an efficient manner, but it also needs to help the, the people seeking help in a customer service situation to get um, high quality, efficient interaction. That, that was a, a lot of information, perhaps, but <laughs> a lot no, of exciting right, yeah, areas. <laughs> yeah, we've covered a lot today. It is an exciting area, as you say. I think it would be um, nice, actually, with a final question, just to wrap it all up a little bit and perhaps look to the future. I wonder if you could pick out some of the products you think are going to be particularly important in 2024 for enabling the mobile workforce. Well, you know... I think also not not only 2024, but looking forward, like you, it's important that you think mobile first. Um, and obviously, you know, that comes then kind of leads you directly into FMC, fixed mobile convergence, native mobile integrations. Uh, I think that's going to be crucial in the next couple of years um, in order to to ensure relevancy for the mobile and the hybrid workforce and what those changes we're seeing in the market. Mobile first is going to be crucial. Um, Destiny today powers over 2 million uh, FMC users. Uh, so, so we've done it for a while and we, we're still you know, uh, updating our approach, uh, upgrading our platforms and, and, and the feature sets and making it simpler to use. Um, but I'm, I, I'm a firm believer in, in that we are going to see a huge uptake in, in, um, in mobile users moving forward. And 
That's all well and good when you have that mobile integration, but you also need to think about that you have the tools that support the, this type of, of working. So we talked earlier about traditional voice and traditional voice is still important. Uh, and it's going to be uh, important for, for the next couple of years as well. So it's important that you have uh, a UCOS solution, for example, that really uh, is built mobile first, that really works well on the mobile. So it feels like a native, fully integrated mobile experience. And, and you are going to need the tools to handle your external communication um, and internal collaboration. And, and even though traditional voice is still important, it's important that you, you think about that you have a system that also supports the, you know, the, the ways of communicating that is now um, that we're now seeing to ramp up. So it's important that you have tools that support omni-channel experiences, that you're able to work well with digital channels. It's also important that, that um, speaking about internal collaboration, it's important that you have a solution that, that for some use, you know, some parts of your market segments, they, they'd be fine with, with using you know, a good, solid internal collaboration tool included in your UCOS, for example. But you also need to think about that you, you, you work in a way that enables you to integrate with Microsoft Teams, uh, WebEx, those type of systems, so that you can stay relevant for the, the users today and tomorrow. Um, and speaking on integrations, uh, an integrated experience is going to be key. So you are going to have to use uh, a platform or, or um, in our case, uh, a product ecosystem that, that is built in, to integrate in a good way. Because you are going to have to weave in other applications in your end user experience. Make sure that your CRM integration works with the CRM systems that that people use out there. And I think you need to think about it in two ways. One is the kind of traditional CRM integration that, that we've done uh, as a business for, for, for a lot of years where, you know, you, you an example, you have an in, incoming call and you, you fetch information from the CRM and you're, you, you, you during that call and after that call, you're, you have the possibility to input information into that CRM. And I also think it's important that you, you think about it the other way around as well, that you have users that will work in the CRM or, you know, their, their customer support application or wherever it might be as their primary UI. And your stuff needs to work with that use case as well. You need to enable the, the users to, to start communicating from Salesforce, for example, that they don't have to switch applications. UX... UI uh, excellence is going to be crucial. Uh, your applications are, you know, it's, it's just a necessity. They have to be easy to use. They have to have a modern look and feel. They have to have native workflows and the customer journeys need to feel natural and native. Um, and looking also further, I, you know, can't really look into the future without talking about AI probably. Um, and having AI-powered tools, uh, having AI to support the users, and the customers, and the customers of the customers is going to be important. It's going to be important to be data-driven. Um, you, you need to be able to help companies drive their business based on data. 
and and we're doing our part there by by providing um, a lot a lot of data around and insights based on this data around you know com the communication side of it um, and I mean AI is 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 today especially generative AI it's an efficiency play right so um, that kind of ties in really well with with what I kind of see the service providers and 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 us supporting the service providers what what they need to do I, I you know when I think about well okay what's relevant today tomorrow I kind of have two core pillars that that I think around so one is you know it's a product needs to be able to drive internal and external efficiency people need to be able to save time do more with the same or or fewer resources and the second pillar is that it needs to drive an improved customer experience to help um, companies differentiate and AI plays plays really well into that right um, it helps you save time become quicker more relevant uh, improve your quality it provides assistance both to the customers and and the customer service representatives for example and I think the next step after that is is uh, automation that you automate away uh, things that don't really add value um, that you need to do um, but doesn't really add value. And that helps drive not only customer experience, internal efficiency, uh, but it also drives employee engagement. Because think about it, if we can you know, go out there and help automate away the tedious tasks that really doesn't bring you joy every day as an employee, when we, take, when, when we help take that away, your, your employee engagement is going to go up. Yeah, there really is you know, a lot to think about here. I think it's going to be interesting to see how mobility underpins the channels we use, but then also it goes beyond that to, to AI and automation, as you've just discussed. So we've covered a lot of ground, you know, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Well, th thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please give us a like and a share on social media, and we'll see you next time. Bye.